0: It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for his return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Our president, Donald Trump, has called peace in the Middle East his big deal. He's a real estate tycoon that has made millions on land transactions. Is it possible that he will reveal the very plan that the Bible speaks about? Friends, we know that the only peace that will ever be seen in the Middle East will be when the Lord Jesus returns and rules and reigns in righteousness. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's prophecy update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor JD with today's Prophecy Update as shared on April 14th, 2019.
1: Today, I want to draw your attention to two significant developments that took place in just the last several days. Doubtless you're aware of the first one, which is that of Benjamin Netanyahu, being re-elected as the Prime Minister of Israel for a record-breaking, never-happened-before fifth term. Never happened before, yeah. Now, what's significant about this particular election is that subsequent to the election results, the Trump administration has stated that they will unveil their peace plan, two years in the works now, two years plus, dubbed the deal of the century. The second development that I want to talk about has to do with the situation in Syria, specifically as it relates to Russia, Turkey, Iran, and now what's happening and developing in both Sudan and Libya. Why is that important? Well, for the benefit of those to whom Bible prophecy might be somewhat new, these are the exact nations that the prophet Ezekiel over 2,500 years ago listed in a very important prophecy in the 38th chapter of Ezekiel. It's a prophecy about Russia, Iran, Turkey, Sudan, Libya, and that area, that region that we know today, even including Ethiopia, which is also interesting, what's happening there as we speak. But all of these nations would ally together and they would launch this attack from the north out of Syria in the Golan, And this is why many believe, present company included, that another prophecy in Isaiah 17, foretelling the sudden destruction of Damascus, Syria, will actually serve as a trigger or a catalyst for the fulfillment of Ezekiel 38. We looked at that actually last week. The last three verses of Ezekiel 38... And the last three verses of Isaiah 17 seem to be speaking of and foretelling the same event, this invasion of Israel by these nations. Here's the thing. I would argue that we are on the cusp of these specific prophecies coming to pass under the banner of peace. Peace, peace. Peace and security, First Thessalonians 5.3. While they are saying, peace and security, sudden destruction will come upon them as a woman travailing in labor, and they will not escape. There's another prophecy. It's in Daniel chapter 8, verse 25. Very interesting. Listen to the wording. This is the King James Version. And through his policy, speaking of the Antichrist, he shall cause craft to prosper in his hand, and he shall magnify himself in his heart, and, listen, by peace shall destroy many. Peace? destruction. By way of peace, there will come destruction, sudden destruction. He shall also stand up against the prince of princes, speaking of Jesus, but he shall be broken without hand. In other words, he will be destroyed at that time. So what is this saying? What it's saying is the aforementioned Sudden destruction will come vis a vis peace. It'll come at a time when the clarion call, the global call, is for peace. We need peace in the Middle East. So now here's a question Is this where everything we see happening in the Middle East today is headed? I believe absolutely yes, without a doubt. What are you saying? Are you saying that this is it? I believe it is. And I'll tell you why. And we've talked about this before. I cannot imagine a scenario in which all of a sudden, I'll use that word intentionally, I can't imagine a scenario where all of a sudden everything just kind of goes on pause, on hold. Where we wake up the next morning and our news feed says that Russia and Iran and Turkey are pulling out of Syria. I don't see that happening. I don't see the situation there in the north in the Golan Heights, I don't see that just kind of getting resolved. All of a sudden, okay, that's fine. It belongs to Israel. It's under Israel's sovereignty. It was theirs to begin with. I mean, I, I know I'm being kind of silly by saying it that way and illustrating it that way, but does that make sense? Instead of the pause button being pushed, I see the fast forward button being pushed. And there's sort of this unstoppable momentum, and now there's this global cry for peace, peace in the Middle East. And that's where everything is headed, exactly as we're told in Daniel 8. I want to begin with this Arut Sheva report about how aides to President Trump expect him to release his peace plan for Israel and the Palestinian Authority once Netanyahu forms a coalition, now you have to understand, it's very different in Israel. He he won the election, but he still has to form a coalition and have enough seats, and that takes time. Officials said that despite criticism of the administration's moves to date, the plan will demand compromises from both sides. Now this is... What's rumored to be in the plan, been talked about a lot. The contents of the peace plan authored by Trump's advisors, Jared Kushner and Jason Greenblatt, have remained a secret thus far. Cloaked in secrecy is whether the plan will propose outright the creation of a Palestinian state. The jury's out on that. We don't know. On Wednesday, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo, a Christian, by the way, an evangelical, by the way, who also believes in a pre-tribulation rapture, by the way, I like that guy. (laughs) Man after my own heart right there. Said the plan would be presented before too long, but when asked, interesting, declined to say whether the administration favored a two-state solution. On Tuesday, when asked about the two-state by a Senate subcommittee, Pompeo would only say, quote, ultimately the Israelis and Palestinians will decide how to resolve this. Okay, that was Wednesday. On Thursday, the Jerusalem Post published what seems to be a conflicting report suggesting that Trump is unlikely to roll out his Mideast peace plan now, and the reasons have to do with the upcoming religious holy days and the fast-approaching U.S. presidential election campaign. Let me quote the post. Outgoing Michael Oren, a former ambassador to the U.S. said Israelis must be mindful that it is not only Israel's electoral timetable that is to be considered, but also America's. Orrin pointed out that starting in November, right after the High Holy Days, America will go into full presidential election mode. Yay, can't wait. Is it me or does it already seem like we're already in full presidential election mode? I'm I'm telling you, I just, oh my goodness, don't get me started. I don't need any help. So the thought is, is that as we near said full presidential election mode, it will narrow the window of when the plan might be presented. Oh, is the Trump administration delaying again? I was reading one report that uh, he was considering, he being the president, uh, unveiling the plan on May 15th. that's interesting. And that would be something that he would do. You know what's significant about May 15th? Well, the Arabs call it Nakba, which means the day of catastrophe. You know what the day of catastrophe was? Well, that was the day that Israel was reborn as a nation, fulfilling what many believe to be the most important Bible prophecy in all of Scripture. That it would be the rebirth of the nation of Israel. That generation that would see the rebirth of the Jewish nation would be the generation that would see the coming of the Son of Man. And that was May 14th, 1948. Wouldn't it just be like Trump on the 71st anniversary of the rebirth of the nation of Israel to unveil that peace plan? We'll see. Still quoting, Trump is widely believed to not want to wait until the presidential election campaign begins to present the plan since because of the expected concession demands to be made of Israel, This is something that could be opposed by those in his evangelical base who are opposed to any territorial concessions. You know who they're talking about? Us! Don't divide Jerusalem! No concessions! Non-negotiable! I'm sorry I yelled. The team has been silent on the matter of the plan's release. No decision has been made as to the best time to roll out the plan, even though Israel's election is over. The common wisdom in Washington is that it won't happen before mid-June. Let's get this show on the road, man. (laughs) Jews will celebrate Passover right after the elections. That's coming up from April 19th through the 26th. And the Muslim month of Ramadan will take place May 5th through June 4th. Right after that, between June 8th and 9th, Jews will celebrate Shavuot, revealing the plan before or in between these holidays could make the plan lose momentum on day one. So it's going to be interesting to see when, (laughs) when not if, this plan is unveiled well, this ties into the developments in Syria and this Haaretz report that lawmakers from Russia, Iran, and Turkey are calling for Syria's territorial integrity to be preserved as remarks from Israel and the United States have renewed long-standing land disputes. This after President Trump had recognized Israeli sovereignty over the Golan Heights. Now what's the significance of this? The significance of this is the timing of this, such that it's in concert with the protests in Sudan calling for the removal of President Omar al-Bashir, who was forced from power by the military. Even more specific and significant, Russian support for the regime has now begun to attract international interest. Not just Sudan, but Libya. Add to this the developments in Libya, which some believe is on the brink of an all-out civil war that threatens to upend years of, of diplomatic efforts to reconcile two rival armed political factions. Now, it should come as no surprise that according to Al Arabiya, Russia is warning against any foreign meddling in Libya. Do you want to know why? Because Ezekiel, the prophet, told us that they would. That Russia would be at the helm of this alliance with Turkey, Iran, Sudan, Libya, et al. At the time of the end, when they attack and invade Israel, and by the way, and we've talked about this many times, they will suffer a decimating defeat. Again, I want to ask this question, actually a couple of questions. Okay, probably more than a couple of questions, but... (laughs) Where does the rapture fit into all of this? The rapture, I believe, will happen either prior to Isaiah 17 and Ezekiel 38, or in concert with Isaiah 17, and Ezekiel 38. And if that's the case, think this through, if that's the case, then wouldn't it stand to reason that that trumpet's about to sound? We see all of these things beginning to come to pass exactly as we were told they would. By the way, God does not want us to be ignorant when it comes to Bible prophecy. He wants us to know. He tells us, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen before it happens, so that when it happens, you will believe that I am the great I am. Jesus said in Luke 21:28 when you see these things keyword begin to happen it should get your attention when you see all of these things that i told you were going to happen and now they're starting to happen here's what you need to do you need to look up because your redemption draws ever so near Here's another question. Why does this even matter? I mean, sometimes I'll ask myself, does the prophecy update that I'm preparing for Sunday wake people up when the alarm clock goes off on Monday? That's a good way to say it, and I didn't even need notes to say it that way. (laughs) In other words, Why does this even matter to us? It matters for a number of very important reasons, not the least of which are the eternal ramifications of everything that we've looked at and talked about today. The time is at hand, and the end of all things draws ever so near. I don't think any of us, myself included, realize just how close the Lord's return is. I'm struck by one comment Jesus made. He said, behold, I come at an hour you expect not. In other words, when you're really not expecting me to come, that's when I'm going to come. The implication is is that many are going to be caught off guard. We're going to be All caught up in our daily lives, our busy lives, the cares and the affairs of this life. And here he's at the door. And he's told us that this is what will mark that time, the time of the end, the last moments of world history as we know it. And it's happening. Today, Russia, Iran, Turkey, Sudan, Ethiopia, Libya, they're all perfectly in place and at the ready in, of all places, Damascus, Syria. What are the statistical odds of those nations today at this time being aligned perfectly as we were told they would? There's another reason why this matters and really why it's of paramount importance. And I, if you don't mind, would like to speak very personally. Knowing the Lord can return at any moment now is an encouragement to many a battle-weary Christian. It's my belief that As the Lord's return draws closer, the trials and the hardships of this life get much harder. I'm reminded of Revelation chapter 12, where we're told that Satan knows he has but a short time. He knows his time is short. Sadly, many a Christian don't realize just how short time really is. I don't know, I, when I inquire of the Lord as to why it is that it seems that life is getting harder, as His return draws nearer, I think that maybe it's the Lord's way of getting me to let go of this world, not my home, to ready me for when He takes me to my eternal home. Isn't it true that when things are hard and the trials are difficult and the suffering is great, doesn't it make you long <laughs> to go home? Conversely, when things are going well, it's kind of like, Hey, things are good right now.
0: Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor JD shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's prophecy update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this prophecy update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InspiritandTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.